How many times do you think we're going to say command strips? Oh, it could almost be like a college game. So like, mention something in, in the camper to me. Dish towel. Command strip. <laughs> something else. One more. Washcloth. Command strip. Um, dog leash. We need to get a command strip. <laughs> Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Brandy. We are full-time husband and wife, part-time RVers. Sharing RV tips, tricks, and our adventures along the way. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of Cramming Memories. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're going to talk about RV storage. Um, yes. And the reason why we're going to talk about that is we had a listener ask us about it. Oh, yeah. We have some questions come in, and this was one of them. We thought we'd go ahead and hit this topic. And the more that we chatted through it, there are some similarities between each kind of storage option. Um, just a little bit. <laughs> but um, we can use them in different ways. And we have actually, uh, we we do notice whenever we go see other campers or around the campground, how other people use things for storage. So some of these are not things we may do but it's things that we've seen. It might be things that we should do. But anyway, we're going to talk about RV storage from outside to inside to the uh, pass-through, a kitchen, bathroom from uh, front to back. And we're also going to talk about the camper of this week. What do you mean by that? So we may not have one every week, so we're not going to call it camper of the week. We're just going to say camper <laughs> this week. So every now and again, Brandy and I run across a camper that we really love the layout for. Maybe it's not exactly right for us right now, but we would love to have it in the future, or we think it would really fit somebody else's lifestyle. Oh, yeah. We're always looking for that next RV. Yeah. And we ran across one. Um, I think I ran across it online, and then while we were out on date day walking around a camping store, we actually found the model and got to walk through it. Yes, and that's always different looking online versus walking through. It is totally different. So we're going to talk about this camper, who we think it could be right for, and we'll have a link in the show notes to the camper of this week. We'll <laughs> Here be we right go. Back. Welcome back. Episode 18, RV Storage. We're going to jump right in here. We're going to look at things kind of um, in sections of the camper. We did good with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like to separate things and put them in my compartments because I'm a man go. and I'm a waffle. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely not spaghetti. Brandy is spaghetti. Totally. And if, and if you don't know what that's about, Google it and you'll be in for a marriage <laughs> seminar. Um, but we're going to talk about exterior first. This is something we honestly don't have a ton of storage for. We put things out. We have a specific table that goes outside that our Blackstone sits on. Um, and really on that table, we have one little attachment that you can put a trash bag on. Which is amazing. It's really good. And that's where we put the dog leashes whenever we're out there. And that's pretty much it other than some uh, chairs, some uh, camping chairs and our, and our mat. But I did want to talk about a couple things because I have seen people use outside storage. I mean, like like a ninja. Oh it's yeah, they use really it good so stuff. well, absolutely. And one of those is people who usually set up a more elaborate kitchen outside. Right. Yes. People who do their own outdoor kitchen, if it doesn't come standard on their RV, they go 
all out. And storage is a necessity because you're in a campground, so you've got animals. Yeah, and you have ants, and you've got bugs. So what I've seen outside, people have their uh, cooking table set up, and a lot of times they will use the little sliding bins that you get from like Rubbermaid. Mm Mm-hmm. And they've got different drawers, and they keep their cooking utensils in them. They go ahead and keep their foil out there, and any and any spices and pepper and salt that don't have to be refrigerated. Um, and then that way, whenever you close them up at night, it kind of seals them up and keeps right. all the bugs out of them. Yeah, that's super helpful. That can be really helpful. That's really nice to see, too. And then we've seen um, just Rubbermaid totes just in general to keep just random things in like paper towels or any Yeah, paper other. towels yeah. are always good to use outside. Um, it You know, especially if you have small kids running around because they are always got snot running out their nose or get <laughs> always, something in their eye. There's always a freezy pop mishap or juice box spill. or Yeah, that is true. Um, one of the other things that we've seen for the exterior storage, um, there are some people who don't wear shoes inside of their camper. Yes, and honestly, for us in our camper, shoe storage is probably something that we do not do very well. No, we're we try something different every time, and haven't really settled on. on no, something not that in this great. RV. We haven't. The last one we had a really good fix. Yeah, so some people keep those Rubbermaid totes, usually the kind of thin, long ones, mm-hmm. and that's your shoe storage. So they'll keep it open all day, and if you come inside, you kick your shoes off in it. Mm-hmm. Maybe you go outside, you put them back on, but it's got a lid that, that closes really tight and locks on yes, it. Yes, you need to close shoes up at night. Yes, because critters, snakes, spiders. Gross. They will come and climb in your shoes. Or you don't want somebody to take your shoe and carry it away. Or somebody take your Nikes and run with them. Well, and I'm just thinking like a dog that's gotten away from someone's campsite. Oh, too. I was thinking about somebody that just saw Oh, no. Them. Man, there's some cool kicks. <laughs> I, I'm I was, out. I wasn't thinking that malicious. I was just thinking of a stray dog running around. That is true. And I guess, you know, um, raccoons are rather witty. <laughs> And they may come take your shoe. Bandits come take the shoe. Yeah, they come take your shoe. One of the other things, um, I have seen them um, in any kind of Rubbermaid tote or either drawers. People put pet supplies outside. Yes. We have seen people utilize dog food in bins outside. We've seen um, just pet paraphernalia where whether it's leashes or collars or booties or rain jackets or frisbees. Booties? You know, the little shoes for their paws. Oh, yeah. I want to try some of those because our oldest dog, Sally, she will not walk well on the floors in our house. We don't have carpet. So ever since I pulled the carpet out and put the hard you know, floors down, she doesn't like to walk on them. She freaks out. So I've thought about trying those little booties on them. And they say that they help whenever you walk on like hot asphalt. Right. I don't know. We haven't tried it. I don't know. It... It, let's be honest, it does look a little silly. It looks a little silly, but I'm I mean, sure dogs were dogs them. way before they had booties. I don't. <laughs> but they didn't have asphalt when dogs were dogs back in the I day. I guess, I guess <laughs> not. But it, um, yeah, but anyway, so outside cooking stuff, shoes, pet supplies, those are a few of the exterior items that you need to think about storage. And basically, all these go back to one thing Rubbermaid totes. Rubbermaid totes. <laughs> not necessarily brand specific, it could be a Sterilite one. I don't know. Yeah, that yeah, that is true, but but typically the like Rubbermaid brand, it's pretty good. It, they're like a little more flexible, and um, some of those clear ones are really hard and mm-hmm. and they shatter, especially whenever they get cold. That's true. They're usually not temperature safe. That's a very good. That point. is true. So buy it nice, 
buy it once. Okay, that didn't rhyme. That made no I sense. <laughs> what would rhyme? Buy it once. I don't think you're going to find anything that rhymes with sometimes, once. Sometimes we say we do it nice because we do it twice. And that just means, well, but, we didn't get it right the first time, so we got to back up no, again. No, no, no. But this time, we're going to do it right the first time because we're going to buy the right tools. Yeah, nothing rhymes. Sorry. <laughs> The next area that I want to talk about is your pass-through storage and or your basement if you have a fifth wheel. Now, this is where if you're fortunate enough to have a fifth wheel that has a massive pass-through or a massive basement, um, a lot of fifth wheels that I've seen at uh, shows and on the dealership lot, I can get in and sit upright, like, Right. which is not saying a ton. I'm, I'm not that tall, but... <laughs> But it's still a ton of it's storage. It's a ton of storage, and God bless you if you have that, but that can even be a curse. Because if you have yeah. a ton of storage and you just throw your stuff in there, now you can't get to it. Well, and to me, I would think, if you're not organized in that space, I would think that things would um, would roll around as you're traveling, too, and things could potentially get broken or lost. Totally. So, Rubbermaid totes, I, I think what that's... That? Yeah, Rubbermaid totes. <laughs> I do think that's probably the biggest thing people use because you can put specific items in, you know, in them and label them and stack them. Then you can pull them out. Oh, I love labeling things. I do, yeah, I do too. And that's honestly what I use for like my um, X chalks and my chalks because mm -hmm. it keeps all the dirt in them. It keeps the dirt in the Rubbermaid tote whenever you pull them up. Um, but I want to talk about a couple more things that are, are a little bit more outside of the box that I've seen. And that I actually want to trial mine. Um, a few items that I keep in my pass through. I have a. It's about a thirty-two inch pry bar. Oh, it's huge. You never know when you need to. You know, stand up for yourself. <laughs> um, and there's there's also the tool for my um, weight distribution hitch, which is about twenty inches. It's kind of a straight bar. Um, I have a three foot level. And those items, um, I have them in pool noodles now. Like I cut it in half and I slide them in there. We know you love a pool noodle. <laughs> so there's like there's like two reasons for that. Reason number one is so they don't get damaged. Mm -hmm. They're like padded, right? Or that they don't damage other things. Or, yeah, that's true. Um, the other reason is they don't slide around because they have true. this pool noodle on them. They just kind of stick together and like stay there. But something I wanted to try, I want to mount... Um, maybe a couple two-inch PVC pipes or maybe a three-inch PVC pipe up top in my pass-through and put caps on both ends, screw on caps, mm -hmm. and then move those items up into those pipes. Then you put the screw and cap on them, and then you can get them out, and, yeah. they're, and they're up in the air. I think I would mount them a little further in the pass-through so they don't block your whole, you know, uh, your whole yeah, door. So you can lean in, take the cap off, and grab those items out. So would you get them um, pretty close to the size length that you need instead of getting one that's really, really long to where it would not shift around as much? Yeah, I would just buy like a six-foot PVC pipe. Then you buy the ends that you would normally glue on, okay. just like house plumbing. Okay. So I would, you know, I would custom make them. So I may try that. I may try to get a three-inch piece of pipe and try to put all my long things in that one pipe. Yeah, so they're really all cool. handy and I can get them out. That's the first thing that I've seen people do that I think is really cool. The um, second thing is people are mounting pegboard in their pass-throughs. Mm -hmm. on the back side of it. On the front on the, side, it, it's always sloped. Usually curved, and yes. it, Yeah, and it's finished. And on the back side, mine's finished too, but there is some open framing right there. 
So people are putting pegboard in. Oh, that's a really cool idea. It, yeah, it is because you you can hang items up, but you can also take all the little peg things off. Mm-hmm. So you can still stack things on the floor without the pegs rubbing into them. But it gives you a little more storage up top that yeah. you know that you can hang common things that you're always going after. Number one thing I always lose in my tool bag or in a pass through is my lock for my tongue. Because I only use it when it's sitting here at the house, and I Mm -hmm. take it off, I throw it in the tool bag. Then after we bump down the road and unload and set up and set up several times and tear down, I'm always looking for it. (laughs) So maybe something like that, and I can just hang it up. Um, So, yeah, using that pegboard may be a cool thing, and that's actually a really good idea for your pass-through storage. Haven't done it yet, but it's on my list. Yeah, that would be an inexpensive thing to do, I would think. Tools. Oh, yeah, you have lots of tools that I, we take. Yeah, I do take a good many. Not a ton, though. It's, it's really not as much as you think. Um, I only have one soft-sided tool bag now, mm-hmm. and it's and it's kind of chaotic because it's a bag. So it's basically like a woman's purse. <laughs> so everything that you throw in it ends up... You get very frustrated at when the you're bottom. trying to find anything. So the fastest way to find anything is to take it out, put it on the ground, take everything out, mm-hmm. find the socket that you need at the very, you know, very bottom. I would love to figure out a better way to to carry some of that stuff, but I don't want to carry a heavy toolbox. Well, do you think that the pegboard could help eliminate some of that issue? Maybe where I can hang up some of the larger items, or I can get some like small fishing tackle boxes mm-hmm. for a lot of the the um, sockets and pliers yeah. and screwdrivers, and make that. So maybe that's something we do. More of a fishing tackle, yeah, sure. You know, work box. But but I do carry um, every tool necessary to take apart my hitch. Mm-hmm. So if that weight distribution hitch breaks or gets loose or I need to check it, I have means to work on it. And because I've actually had to have my hitch warrantied once, and they only wanted the main part back, and they told me to keep all the extra parts, I've got replacement parts for my entire weight distribution hitch, um, except like the main head. Oh, yeah. So I usually carry most of those with me in a Rubbermaid tote <laughs> in the back of my truck in case something breaks. So I need to have, have the tools, because even though we have roadside assistance, if I don't need to, I would much rather fix something in 15 minutes and be rolling right, than, than waiting three hours. True story. But yeah, tool bags, uh, storage, uh, soft-sided bag. I've you know I've had good luck with other than tools getting jumbled around, and I would definitely try some of the plastic, more fishing tackle mm-hmm. boxes for some smaller tools. Do we have some tools in there to also change the tires? Yeah, I actually do. Um, so most campers come with something. But they usually don't come with anything to change a tire with. They usually come with a little wrench that you can um, operate your tongue jack if, yeah. if the power goes out. Right, I remember that. And you that. can operate your slide if something right. goes wrong. But most of them do not come with any lug nut, you know, sockets or any jacks. Oh. So I actually do carry um, a um, breaker bar and the socket to take these wheels off. Mm-hmm. I also carry a torque wrench with me because I check the torque on the wheels before we take off. Okay. So that's another thing that I would probably put on a pegboard is a torque wrench because gotcha. it has a case for it. I would just cool. Velcro it up there and it would be riding along with us. 
Awesome. Pass-through storage, lots of cool things. Um, This is not really pass-through on my camper, but it is on most other people. But we actually have a small storage compartment in the in the left rear of our camper, which is very convenient. One of the big reasons why I love this camper is I've got a storage compartment under my bunks that is right by every single hookup. It's yeah, by that's my, so nice. It is. It's by the power. It's by the fresh water, and it's by the sewer. So everything that has to do with sewer, water, and power, I keep back there. Now, all right, this is where people get really weirded out, or they really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right in the middle on on this. Fresh drinking water stuff and sewer stuff. The two shall never mix. I hate you. That now I am, yeah. Don't mix those hoses <laughs> up. That would be super gross. But I have seen people that almost put on a full biohazard suit. Right. To empty their their black water. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite that bad. I don't want it on me. Well, of course not. So I've just figured out ways that I don't get it on me. Well, that's true. And so far, I've been pretty lucky, but I, but I do keep this stuff separated. And yet again, Rubbermaid totes. A what? Rubbermaid totes. Well, there you go. Yeah. So um, I have one that is just for freshwater hookup stuff. That's my my um, water filters, mm-hmm. my pressure regulators, and my freshwater hoses. Then I have another one that is for all the sewer stuff. And I don't keep my hoses back there because it's not big enough. So those go in my bumper. Right. But all the special adapters, um, all the extra gaskets in case something go you know goes wrong. That's where I keep the uh, black tank back flush mm-hmm. adapter. All that goes back there, and they're separate entities. They stay separated. I even keep a separate hose just to back flush it with because you never want to use your fresh drinking water hose to back flush. Your sewer. Oh, that sounds gross. Because it could get back in that hose a little bit. And yeah, I know. That's pretty gross. So Rubbermaid totes, keep those freshwater things and the sewer hose stuff in separate totes and nice and tidy. Yes. For the super clean freaks, Mm -hmm. uh, you may want to keep one in the front of the camper and one in the back so they can never touch one another. Just make sure they're different colors if they're in the same compartment. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I do that. Yeah, yours are different colors. Yeah, ours are totally different colors. So that way they can never get mixed up. Inside the camper. All right. We're done with pass-through. We're done with outside. We're going to talk about inside the camper. Now, we will say Rubbermaid tote a couple more times. Mm-hmm. But we there's, will definitely there's, say... There's a new word. <laughs> yeah. We will definitely say command strips. A whole bunch. Because this is where we definitely dig in. So I'm going to let Brandy talk a little bit about some of the storage options we use on the inside of the camper. So obviously command strips, we use those quite a good bit in in both our kitchen area and in our bathroom area. Um, But also in the kitchen area, we also have um, the shelves, just like the wire shelves, um, because our kitchen cabinets do not have shelves in them. Nor do most that we see. Right. Yeah, some of the upper line that we've seen like mid, like super really nicey ones, they'll have shelves in them. Um, ours do not. So we went ahead and bought some of the wire shelving just to give us a little bit more height in our cabinets and also in our pantry because you can only stack things so high and we've got such a huge wide open space. So we have um, added some shelving to that. I've also got, um, let's see, in our entertainment area. I'm looking at it right now because y'all know we do this in our camper, mm-hmm. right? 
Um, we have some bins under there that just catch miscellaneous things. All right. Best place to buy these, not these super heavy duty bins that you need, but these little catch-all bins that just make you happy. Oh, Where's yeah. the best place to get them? Oh, these are all from the dollar store. That's right. Yeah, these are all from the Dollar Tree. And when I go and get them, that makes me so happy. Because when I bring them back in the camper and I put all the little things in them, they're all they're all hidden and it just makes me smile. Yeah, and as you bounce down the road, it keeps everything. Yeah, nothing nice and falls tidy out. Nothing so falls. in those we have two little bins in our entertainment center. One holds remotes for the TV and for the radio. And then the other one holds things um, like some dog leashes. While we're traveling, it'll hold um, the awning lights, little holder things that slide in, whatever mm-hmm. those called. Yeah, the um, the hooks for the lights we put on the That's awning. That's it. Yeah, so it holds those. And then we've also got like a little napkin holder too. And inside the cabinets of the entertainment center, there's just a few little um, bins that just help help catch everything into where they're not all over the place. Yeah, and some cool things that I've actually seen kind of moving into the the kitchen area. It's obviously one big area yes, for and, us. Yes, and we're looking at it, so we're trying to move <laughs> through the camper that but way. <laughs> some of the cool things that I have seen that, that we haven't really needed, but I've seen the uh, paper plate dispensers. Right, yes. Yeah, I've seen those too, and those go underneath your cabinets. And we really don't have space, honestly, looking at it right now. We don't have space for anything like that. No, some people bolt them underneath their um, dining table. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but but some people do, <laughs> and they do use stuff like that, and it is useful. Yeah. So one thing I think that we probably could use that we do not have right now in our kitchen area is something to hold paper towels. Yeah. So as we move into some of the other rooms, we have command strips for a bunch of different things. And I've I've looked at some of the command strip paper towel holders. Mm-hmm. I just haven't liked one that I've fallen in love with enough where I want to stick it on the wall. Look, you don't have to be in love and marry it, but it just has to be nice for right now. Yeah, because we that is something that we don't have right now. One thing that we do have in our kitchen area that I love is one of the larger command strip oh, hooks yes. for our uh, dish towel. Yeah, that has been so nice because it gets it off the counter. And we try to use towels more than paper towels. Yes. Because it's just, I mean, it's just easier for us. Now, cooking outside, Blackstone. You don't even think about how many paper towels you're using. I would just wear a paper towel (laughs) roll out. But I love those little uh, 3M command strip towel holders. And we actually probably bought command strips or command hooks for the kitchen area and for our bathroom that are probably a little bit more heavier, industrial rated than what we really utilize it for. I mean, because I oh, think yeah. literally it holds like five pounds and we have a, a hand towel on it. But it's never fallen. It's never fallen. <laughs> That's true. One thing people have to think about in a kitchen is do you sacrifice a drawer for your utensils? Yes. Now, we do not have to think about this because we've we've spoken about this uh a ways back when we talked about our camper, um, Freedom Expresses and a lot of the 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 Coachman line. I think mm-hmm. there's there's several in that line. Basically, the same camper, different name on it. Um, under the sink, they have got a drawer that's shaped kind of like a U. It's kind of notched out, and as you pull it out, it's your um, utensil that's drawer. That's your utensil drawer, and it's basically notched out around the basin of your sink. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's a great use of space, and I have no idea if if they have a patent on it. I don't know, or if nobody else wants to use it. If if I were building campers, and I had to change the shape by three degrees to make it non they're like patent, I would change it right. and I would use it. It is an amazing use of space because I think 
in most other RVs that we've seen, it's just a faux drawer or nothing at all. You know, that's where all of our utensils go. But if you don't have that, so you either have to sacrifice a drawer. Right. Which means you're buying a a um, silverware. Yeah, just a caddy that you caddy would that just find at Walmart yeah. or Target. But what a lot of people do is they actually move all their utensils to some kind of storage cylinder or something that sits out on the counter. Um or it can be picked up really easily. So if they have to go outside and eat, mm-hmm. you can just carry it all with you. And right. what you don't use, you bring yes. back Yes, and if we didn't have um, this drawer, I would totally use a utensil caddy because I think some of them can look really nice and they're pretty convenient because like you said, you can take them in and out. You can stay on your table. You can stay out on the counter if necessary. It's They're really convenient and um, that's a really a good use of space. Yeah, and we do try to use our metal utensils and then wash them when it's just us. Yeah. Whenever we have people over or it's a large group, we will break the plastic out because it's just easier. It's just easier, right. But most of the time when our family is just camping, we do not use disposable products. No, it's just it's just us using our own things and washing really quickly at night. Moving on into kind of the under couch area the in your bedroom for the uh, closets. Mm-hmm. Um, yet again, we use a ton of small, cheap plastic buckets. Yes. To keep things in, we do keep a uh, Rubbermaid tote. A what? A Rubbermaid tote. Did oh, I okay. say that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just making um, sure I haven't heard that word that in a while. We keep that under our couch. Yes. And that's where we do put our shoes at night. So everybody's shoes gets up out of the floor. Right. They go in that Rubbermaid tote. Um, so that's one use of space because we do have storage under our uh, jackknife sofa. And we use a lot of the little plastic bins in our wardrobes beside our bed because we do hang up the majority of our clothes. Oh, yeah. We definitely utilize that space to hang up all the clothes. We just bring our hangers straight from our closet because mm-hmm. most of our clothes in our home hang anyway. So we'll yeah. just carry the hangers down from upstairs in our closet at home to the camper, and it's a lot easier for us. Yeah, and we use those those small plastic bins for the the undies and the socks Shh, and I'm the not to say those words <laughs> and the uh, shorts and things that like don't hang up. Now, a big asterisk is we are weekend warriors, right? If you full time or lived in your camper, you could not hang all your stuff up because everybody knows rolling stuff. You can get a lot more stuff right. in there. I would probably put shelves in those wardrobes mm-hmm. so I could fit a lot more in there, or I would put one of the little plastic bins that have um, drawers right. in them, and I would use that. Yeah, no, that's a really good point because we are not gone for more than five days at a time generally. And so we can easily fit five days worth of clothes hanging and in our little bins in our closets. So, um, and if not, then laundry is pretty easy to do. So. Yeah, for sure. Dirty clothes. This is always something if you're out for five to seven days. That's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> Especially if you're traveling with four, you know, three, you know, three or four people. Um, we do have a dedicated dirty clothes bin under our bed because mm-hmm. we have under bed storage. Yes. Um, funny story. We got back from a trip. <laughs> it's probably been, has it been two weeks? It's this is embarrassing. sometimes. This is really embarrassing. Um, and, and I have noticed, all right, one touchy subject in my house. I don't ever ask my wife if something's clean. Oh, no, you don't do that. Because that's like saying... You're not washing clothes, right? That's totally the way I hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so I've noticed, I'm like, man, where are those pair of shorts? But I don't dare say a word. 
<laughs> and then the the other day, Brandy was like, I'm missing my sleep pants that I always wear and my red Alabama shirt that just says Alabama. Not roll tide. No, no, not roll. It has no Please football don't. theme to it whatsoever. <laughs> just Sweet Home it's Alabama. It's just Sweet Home Alabama. It's just a state shirt. And I'm like, hmm. And she's like, maybe they're in a camper. I'm just like, no way. I, I got everything, I got everything out, of the, out of the camper. No way. So I came out here to to bring some towels back out that we had laundered. And I looked under our bed. And not only did I find a shirt and my shorts, I found probably half a week to laundry <laughs> in and our bed. And more bin, towels. And two more towels because <laughs> I never, for whatever reason, brought it in. So... Um, we do have a dedicated space, and Just apparently, make sure you check your dedicated yeah, space. Yeah, apparently I got in a hurry and didn't check that until we started missing some clothes. I think the reason why we didn't notice sooner is is we a lot of times do one load of laundry if we're out for right out of week, and we actually did a small load of laundry. So it wasn't like everything that we dirtied up while we were at the beach. It was just a few days worth. That's very true. And that's why I didn't miss it. But we do have dedicated storage, and and what ours is is just a big. Um, rubber, kind of like a semi-big laundry basket, right? It's just a basket with handles. There is mm-hmm. no top on it. Mm-mm. Some people use the fabric collapsible ones. I think those are really cool. Yes, they are really cool. But I don't think that in our camper that we have enough stand-up vertical space for that. No, but I see where like people could use them. Is you cram all your dirty clothes down in them, mm-hmm. then you pick it up by the handles to go wash your clothes, and as oh, you yeah. fold them, you can make it go higher, so you don't have to squish them all down. No, that's really true. So maybe that's how people are using them. So find a place for your dirty clothes, have it centralized. So when you do lose them, you only have to look in one place <laughs> like I did. All right. Zooming into the bathroom. This is a place where you really have to find some storage and a way to keep things um, from falling while you're mm-hmm. traveling. And you have to do what works best for you and your family and how you travel and what you need. Um, because some of our fixes that we've had to use in our camper were out of necessity. Oh, yeah, totally. So um, we needed a place to keep our toothbrushes yes. for whenever we were staying somewhere. Mm-hmm. But traveling, they go in a case and go in the... Um, the um, medicine cabinet mm-hmm. so they don't you know they don't fall so what we ended up buying was a command strip um cup with a little holder that's awesome that's actually made to be a cup and a little metal holder that you take and you rinse your mouth out with we use it for a toothbrush holder and it has been really really great it's super solid too like it yeah. ain't going anywhere. no it's not going anywhere so we use that one of the other necessities for us whenever there's four of us out two of us are our girls Two of them are girls. You're I'm not, not a girl. girl. Um, <laughs> is what the heck do you do with towels? Because myself and my son, we have one towel each. Yep. And we'll reuse it for several days and hang it up by the air conditioner vent, and it dries. Then we'll then we'll launder it if we you know if we have to. The girls usually need two towels because of their hair. We have hair. So we end up with six towels for four people. It's a not a big bathroom. So I do have a towel holder over the door. Mm-hmm. It's just a standard over the door towel holder. Right. Right. But it is not enough to put six towels on because they would never dry because they're stacked. Right. On top now, there are them. enough hooks to put six towels on, but there is not enough airflow. That is true. But on this, um, on this over the door hook thing that I'm talking about, and you can get them at any, any store. store. Um, what I did is I put Velcro up top. And on the front of it, so it doesn't bounce off going down the road. So I don't have to take it off. 
Right, because it I think travels. before you did that, though, we did have an issue where it did bounce off or yeah. it had moved or something, and you were just really afraid that it would end up poking a hole through these little hollow doors. And in the floor if it, if, uh, if it came too. off. Yeah. So that's how we kind of remedied that was that and command strip towel and, holders. And what is that? Command strip towel oh, okay. holders. Yes. So we have three or four. Oh, there's a lot. At least three. At least three. Of the larger towel holders behind our toilet. So if you can imagine with the door closed, standing in our bathroom, bathtubs to your left, you're standing right in front of the toilet, right behind the toilet, you have three command strips. Mm -hmm. Then right to the right where the door is, we've got about four more hooks from this over the door. Yes. So we have enough room to hang up six towels. And when all the towels are hanging up, it's very overwhelming. It's kind of claustrophobic. Yes. Because it kind of just closes yeah, in on you. Yeah, it's too much. So let's move on to the next problem that we have. Traveling with girls, especially. What? Because boys typically, whenever we wash our face, we get something on our hand. We scrub it around on our face and we rinse it off and we grunt and we walk out. But you don't wear makeup. Exactly. So y'all use a lot of washcloths. We do. That's true So story. I would find them just thrown in our bathtub and yes. I get in there to take a shower. I'm like, man, what? You wet. very frustrated. Wash. Yeah, exactly. So what I did is I bought four, I think. Oh, there's like. I think there's four. There's a lot up there. Command strips. <laughs> what was that? Command strip. <laughs> um, little hooks. I think they're rated for probably a half pound each. So we keep our bathroom poofs on there that we use to wash with. Not poops. No, poofs. <laughs> and then we also have those up there. So after they get done washing their face, they can mm-hmm. hang the washcloth up. By the time that the evening comes, it's dried out enough where you could pull it down, yeah. put it in the dirty laundry without it mildewing, sitting right. in there for four days. It's definitely made wet. it much more tidy in there. It's definitely tidied it up. So the other thing that we did whenever we got this camper, thank goodness they didn't install any of the towel racks. Mm-hmm. nor any of the toilet paper holders. And I'm very thankful because all of the ones from the factories have to screw in. Right. And I probably wouldn't have liked where they'd put any of it. And then you would have had holes in the camper. Exactly. So we went with command strips for the um, hand towel holder. Mm-hmm. And the the toilet paper holder is actually not a command strip. So if I ever have to get it off, it's, I'm going to have to work for it. But it is a 3M. Right. It's the same concept. It's the same concept. It just doesn't come off as it's easy. It's not a removable one. But where I put our toilet paper holder is kind of under the the ledge of the uh, sink, mm-hmm. and it's around the corner. It's very easily accessible in the business position, but uh, <laughs> it's out of the way where you're not bumping it with your leg, getting in and out of the bathtub. Yeah. It's not getting wet if you get out of the bathtub and you're that dripping wet. That is true. Wet. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, we use a lot of the 3M products, and I did use a toilet paper holder that was not a factory one. And paper just slides on it, so mm-hmm. you don't have to take anything off and put it in there. Yeah, it's been really nice. All right, storage is is a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a very personal thing. People get really, really excited about storage things. Now, I love storage. Yeah, I know. I know. It's an awesome thing. So um, pretty much um, anything Rubbermaid our command strips, purchase them. Oh, we actually do, anytime we walk into any store, whether it's a hardware store or a department store or a bargain store, if command strips are on sale. Oh my gosh, we always buy them. If they're on clearance, we just buy them. Absolutely. Because there's no telling 
where you're going to use them. And if you ever have a kid that's going off to college, buy a ton of them because <laughs> they can't put holes <laughs> in their walls in the dorm. So, uh, yeah, command strips and um, Rubbermaid totes. Yep, I think campers probably keep them in business for sure. Favorite camper of this week? Just this week. This week. This is the first time we've ever done this. I know. I'm kind of excited. I think we're going to keep on because I habitually look at campers. We're obsessive about yeah, campers. I think we're going to have a small um, segment in the in the near future about camper people. Are we camper people? Yeah, and we can be super annoying about it. So we're going to have to <laughs> talk about how we have to make ourselves more more self-aware. Okay. So we're not super weird and annoying the other people. But um, I actually ran across this camper um, looking online, and I watched several videos on it. And just so happened we actually saw one on the lot and got to walk through it the other day. So this is what it is. Are also, you guys ready? Are you guys ready for this? All right. This, this is a cool one. It's a Cougar. 22 RBS. I think this is a model that they've had out several years. This year, they have definitely changed the exterior colors and the interior colors. Which is so interesting. I love RV trends because Freedom Express went white. And what else have we noticed? We've noticed Cougar is going white. Um, Grand design. For their reflection has also gone for with a white exterior color. Yeah, and I'm a big fan of the white exterior colors and the white roofs because mm-hmm. if you're ever in a hot climate where the sun's beating down, it makes a huge difference. Absolutely, it surely does. Anyone who's ever owned a black car with black seats knows it's right. hot in the summer. <laughs> so let's talk about this Cougar half ton. Who is this camper right for? Well, it's definitely not right for a family. Yeah, I would even say there's there's really no place for extra people to sleep in this one. So this is definitely a couple's camper. Yeah, it's a small one. But whenever we walk into it, we really look at each other and we're like, man, if, if we were going across country mm-hmm. and it was just us and we know there's not going to be anybody staying with us, this is great because it's easy to tow, right? Um, I guess. It's easy to get in and out of uh, parks. Um, let's see some of the some of the specs here. It's fifty six hundred pounds, which is interesting because that's the same thing mine weighs dry, which means this one's made with heavier duty materials. And we'll talk about that here in a second. Um, even though it's a small trailer, it can still have a, a um, carrying capacity of right over fifteen hundred pounds. That's a lot. That's a lot for a small trailer. So that's awesome. Length is twenty five feet eleven inch. Okay, that's a great size. It does have dual axles on it. Um, freshwater tank is 60 gallons. That's, that's pretty oh, good. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, wastewater and gray water are only 30. That's what ours are now. That's not great, but I think with two people. It's totally doable. It's totally doable for sure. Um, walking into this camper and if you, and I'm going to put a link. So anybody who, um, is listening to us wants to go and take a look at it. All right, walking into this camper, the first thing that I noticed is there's no hard door or hard separation between the living area and the bed. Yeah, and usually with a family camper, that's kind of annoying. But for this one, because it is such a small coach, it made it feel much more open. It definitely made it feel much more open. So as you walk in, you have a nice big closet pantry to your left. It was huge. It was huge. If you walk straight ahead, you have a bathroom on the back 
caddy cornered mm -hmm. that has a stand-up shower, a sink, and actually has a, a small linen closet above the toilet. Yeah, it had a lot of storage for this little space. It really did. The refrigerator was on the left or the the driver's side of the camper. But what I really liked about this is it wasn't in the slide. Yeah, yeah. We've seen um, a lot of, not negative things, but some issues that can happen when your refrigerator is in a slide. When it's in a slide, you don't have the height. Right. So they have to vent it out the back. Mm -hmm. And these RV refrigerators that run off propane, they really need that airflow going up the back of it. And I've heard that it can cause a lot of problems. So the fact that this one is right beside the slide, but not in the slide, right. you have that ventilation that goes straight up through the roof that I think is going to cause you a lot less problems. Yeah. Um, one other option in this thing, in the slide, you can get a dinette, which it is a U-shaped dinette, yeah, which would be nice. fun. You can also get the optional theater seating. The one we walked in had the optional theater seating. Yeah, and it felt really nice. It did. So for us, we would choose that in lieu of the dinette. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason why. Because straight in front of that theater seating, you have your uh, sink and kitchen area. You have your uh, microwave with your stove up under it. Then you have a fairly large counter area. And on the back side of your sink, that's kind of the dividing line between your kitchen and your bedroom. There's kind of a little bar up there. It was really cool. It's fairly narrow. It is narrow. But you could totally get two small stools. Mm -hmm. and sit them right there. Right, and have eating space and have laptop space. Yep. So we think we would forego the dinette for the optional theater seating and just have a small space to sit there and eat. Yeah, I totally would. Or you could just recline your theater seating. Right, and just have a TV tray. And have a TV tray in here. <laughs> Not there. so much. Um, <laughs> these do have king beds. That's a big deal for the uh, cougars. Mm -hmm. We've never had anything bigger than a queen bed. Right. I've been totally happy with it. But for somebody that that's a big deal, all these yeah, cougars really do nice. have a king bed. Um, you have two wardrobes, one on either side. This one did have the uh, automotive windshield in the front of it. Right, and I think they all do now. Yeah, all these Cougar half tons in this, you know, in this line do. Um, I'm still a little negative on that. We haven't lived in one. Yeah, I don't think it's going to break. No, I mean, no, 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 no. No, what I think is it's very hard to keep the sun load off of that coming through the front, yeah. even, you know, even with the shades down. So I would be curious that if you do feel that sun coming through it, even with the shades down, if you take it to a uh, window tenner mm -hmm. and then have him put a clear layer mm -hmm. of that UV tint oh, on UV it. Stuff. That's yep. really a great idea. That like really blocks yeah, a lot of the heat. Idea. So maybe that's an idea if it is a problem. All right, I'm going to run over some of the options or the way that, that this thing's built. Cougars are known to be built very well. Yeah, so that's definitely the reputation. That's why this like smaller camper than than mine dry weighs as much as mine does dry. Yeah, because I think they're just using thicker walls. They're mm -hmm. using more materials in it. Um, they do a laminated sidewall with five sided aluminum superstructure. Oh, that sounds that <laughs> sounds know. really nice. So basically, it means that your roof doesn't have aluminum in it, but the sides and the floor and the front mm -hmm. and the back do. Um. Painted fiberglass front cap. Now, this is something new that they're starting to do on smaller campers now. Usually, that 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 nice painted fiberglass front cap was only on fifth wheels oh, yeah. or upper line right. travel trailer. So, Cougar's doing that here. Aluminum wheels, 
um, LED lighting interior and exterior. They have the friction hinge for the for the entry door. Oh, with that Euro latch that you really like, that door handle. Yeah, they're they're actually starting to use a, a different kind of entry latch. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys can look them up. They are you know they are a little bit different. It does have a walkable roof because it does have a um, ladder going Which up. Is good the back for of you it. because you love walking on I a roof. I love walking on my roof. These have the Moride solid steps. I am a hundred percent indifferent about this. Yeah, um, I'm not a fan. Of- I w- yeah, I would rather have regular aluminum steps that don't go down all the way, because I jump in and out of my camper so often, mm-hmm. traveling or getting in and out of it, cleaning or just getting ready to go. And if with those Morad steps, you have to drop them down. Yes. If you just have fold up metal or aluminum ones, and I'm a fan of the aluminum ones because they don't rust. You open the door and you just hop in your right. camper. So I kind of wish they this would be an option mm-hmm. instead, instead of, of a standard. It's definitely becoming standard for sure. This one came with an eight cubic foot refrigerator, which is two cubic feet bigger than most. Right, which is awesome because that's this is really a couple's coach and you have a larger refrigerator than our refrigerator and we have a family of four. Yeah, totally. One other big uh, thing of note that I love about this this camper, it already comes with a two inch hitch on it that's um, that you can put a payload of up to 300 pounds. So there's your bike rack. Bike rack. That's straight awesome. out of the gate. That is amazing. Um, they also have their comfort package. It has 15,000 BTU AC on it. Which for a smaller camper, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, it, this one does have 50 amp service and it's pre-wired and braced for the bedroom AC option. So the way that I'm reading this is maybe they don't ship it like that, right? but it's there. So if you want to buy it, you just yeah. pull that vent out and everything's there. Mm-hmm. Even though it's a small coach, if, if you camp in extreme heat, you may want to add it. Yeah, that's true. Because then both of them can run at the same time and maybe not have to run and quite all of as your hard. floor space is open, so that would only help. That's yeah, totally, totally true. Um, one of the big selling points of these 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 cougars, they they claim they are tested down to zero degrees. Well, I don't want to go into zero <laughs> degrees. I know. I'm just saying this camper, even though it's a heated underbelly, um, when it gets down to 30 degrees and it's you get cold. out of bed, your feet are cold That's on this true. floor. Yeah, it is. So these things have insulated side floors and underbellies. They have forced air heat and an enclosed underbelly. That's like ours do. Mm-hmm. That's that's not a huge deal. Most of them have it. Right. Kind of the big difference is these have heated and enclosed dump valves so that that valve that you pull, oh, yeah. it's up inside. So it that's stays warm. Nice. Ours is not. Um, these also have 12-volt heating pads on the holding tanks. So while that's a big deal is your um, holding tanks, if you're traveling and it's below freezing or if you're at a campground, you can turn those on and they won't freeze because when you try to dump and your valve's frozen or if it's frozen. That would be awful. Well, you can't dump and then you can't use a bathroom or use a sink anymore. Tragic. So this is is a really cool thing that a cougar just has in there. A couple other things. Um, It has the in-command system. That's kind of the Bluetooth thing. Um, that your phone can actually pair to. Mm-hmm. But from that command center, you can turn on and off all the lights, the water heater, deploy the uh, stabilizer, stuff like that. This did have an auto leveling kit on it. Oh, yeah. I've been told most of these smaller travel trailer auto leveling kits really don't totally auto level. You still have to may pull it up on blocks if you're way out, but it's, it's at least a step in the right direction. It's 4G LTE and Wi-Fi prepped. And 
This one, or, or at least the one that like we looked at, it's got the Cougar off-the-grid solar campy package. It doesn't have solar panels on it, but it's got all the wires ran to the top, mm-hmm. and they're capped. And then it's got a place for the inverter. So it doesn't have the inverter and it doesn't have the panels, but you don't have to punch holes in your roof. So it's easy to add on solar. There, that, yeah, it's easy there. So it's like, like R says prepped and all it's prepped for is a little briefcase solar panel gotcha. that triple charges your battery. Right, not this, the rooftop panel. This is truly prepped. Put solar panels on top and to put an inverter in. So th- I thought that was, yeah, that was that really, was really cool. Yeah, that was really nice. Um, I, I think MSRP on this thing was around 38. Um, yes, I think so. I think it was right around 38, 30, 39. So realistically, you're looking at right at 30. Right. Now it this, was a really nice travel trailer for it a is. couple. I was in, you know, I was impressed with it. I was so impressed that I looked at their next bigger model up that has bunks. I was like, Brandy, we could <laughs> trade this one in for that. But there's some things we didn't like about the way that one was actually yeah. laid, you know, laid out. So just because you like something within a certain line, if you move up to the next bigger one, you may not like the way that it's laid out. Mm-hmm. But Y'all might not like this one. That's true. But this week, this week, the Cougar Half Ton 22 RBS <laughs> is our Camper of the Week. Yep. Thank you guys so much for taking your time to listen to episode 18 of RV Storage and the camper of this week. (laughs) I'm actually going to take a few pictures of the uh, command strips, the little bins, and how we use them around our camper. That'll be over on our website, and I'll put a link in the show notes down there so you can just link right off of that. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think I um, want to thank our listener for giving us um, an idea for doing this show. And if you guys have anything that you want to hear more about or want us to dig in a little bit deeper about, please let us know. Just connect with us on Facebook or on Instagram. We'd be, we would love to hear from you. That's right. And we're encouraging you to start cramming memories. Into everyday life. <laughs> <laughs>